reading of your word, and may the Holy Spirit teach us today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, our focus today is this, that godly parents, godly parents walk on the path of life, and they teach their children to come along and follow the path of life. This is a primary responsibility of every godly parent to whom I speak today. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ and you, are a, uh, you know Him, your first duty and responsibility with your children is to take them and show them what it looks like to live on the path of life. So let me ask a question to all of you parents who are here today and grandparents. A very personal question, but it helps us to prepare for what we'll see in these verses. What kind of lifestyle are you living before your children and grandparents and your, and your grandchildren? You grandparents who are here, it includes you as well as you parents. What kind of lifestyle are you modeling? What do your children see that you value? Where do you put your priorities? Where do you spend your time? What do you watch on television? What do you listen to and what do you look at on your device? What do you post on your social media if you do such things? What kind of things do you pay, spend your money on? What kind of people do you associate with? Every one of us in this room must make a decision about this because this is what we call our ways. It's what the Proverbs call our ways. It's our lifestyle. The way in which we live, the, the habits of our life, the attitudes, the values. And every person in this room has a set of values and a lifestyle in which you have embraced and you live. It's the routine of your life. The question I have for you today is this. Are you modeling for your children a godly lifestyle? Do you model for them as parent or grandchildren what it means to follow Jesus Christ on the narrow path, the life-giving, life-promising path that leads to heaven? What is true for you in your life? Are your children, are they so motivated by what they see in you as you have gone forward on the path of life? They want to follow you too on the path of life? You know, boys and girls, uh, follow their parents. They imitate their parents. They do the things their parents do. They say the things their parents say. I just want to remind you preschool parents that, uh, you know, whatever you say, and you uh, elementary school parents, remember this, your kids go to school and they sometimes say what you say at home. That could be good. That could be bad. Boys and girls pick up what their parents do, what they think, how they talk, and what they value. So this becomes very important because what we'll learn today is this, that the way I live determines the kind of road or journey or path I am following. And every person in this room is on one of two paths, one of two roads. You are either on the road that leads to eternal life the path of life as it's called here in the book of Proverbs, or sadly, you are traveling on the road of darkness. You are traveling toward a destination that will be horrible and terrible. One, a great blessing, the destination of heaven. The other, the road of sin and wickedness leads to eternal hell. 
for each of us here today, we must determine where we are <coughs> and where we are journeying. So let's look at verses 11 and 12. I need to do a little bit of work with you on the, the words that are here so that you understand this. In fact, just follow with your eye for a moment. Notice the word way and paths as they're connected. Verse 11, I have directed you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in upright paths. Then notice in verse number 14, do not enter the path of the wicked. So there is the way of wisdom and the upright path. There is an upright or a straightened, the word upright means straight, a straight path. <clears throat> and then there is the path of the wicked. And then we see something else about the path of the righteous in verse 18, the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. And verse 19, <clears throat> the way of the wicked, the lifestyle of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what they stumble over. So I have three observations for you today from these verses, and I want us to get to them for a moment. Number one, godly parents on the path of life lead and guide their children to enter the path of life. Godly parents who are on the path of life. You see, <clears throat> if you're saved here today, you've entered the path of life. You're on that narrow road. And godly parents on the path of life lead and guide their children to enter the path of life. You, you encourage them, you direct them to come along with you on the path of life. Secondly, godly parents continue on the path of life to warn their children and this includes children of all ages to warn their children to avoid the path of the wicked. And then finally, godly parents on the path of life describe the beauties that they discover and they've experienced on the path of life. There's nothing better than talking to your children and your grandchildren about the joys of being saved, about what you've experienced and what you've seen and what you have felt as a result of journeying on the path of life. So let's get to it and think about this for a moment. These words, first of all, verse 11, I have directed, I read from the New American Standard Bible translation, I have directed you in the way of wisdom. Now these words for a moment. This word directed in your Bible may translate it other ways. The Hebrew word actually is a word that means to launch. <clears throat> it has the idea of direction. You're launching something in a particular direction. Another way would be to use the word to point. Now that's a very important word, to point. To point out where we're going to go. It is the job of parents to point the way for your children. It is not the responsibility of children to make up the decision where they're going to go. It is the responsibility of a parent. It is parental responsibility to point the way and say to children, this is the way we will go. This is the way you ought to go. <clears throat> Notice this example of a godly parent. I have pointed you in the way of wisdom. The word way is that word, as I've mentioned before, that has to do with lifestyle or habits. And then he says, I have led you this word led, this Hebrew word led means to march or to tread, T-R-E-A-D, to tread. It is a word that means to lead, to go forward. 
And the word paths is interesting. It's a word that means rut, R-U-T-S. You know, in the old ancient world, the, the wheels would make ruts in the road. And there is the same is true for a path. If you go for a hike, a well-worn path is you stay out of the bushes and you stay out of the ditches and the path leads through and winds around and it's a well-worn, rutted path. I have pointed you in the way, the lifestyle of wisdom. This is what godly fam, this is what can be said of a godly parent. This is the mark on your life. This is what you can say to your children with confidence, whether they believe or listen to you or not. Notice the appeal. Verse four, uh, chapter 4, verse 1. Hear, O sons, the instruction of a father. Uh, verse number 10. Hear my son and accept my sayings. You see, children have to decide to listen to the advice and counsel of godly parents because they're talking to them about God's word or not. But it's never, nevertheless, whether they believe it or receive it or not, it is your job as a parent. It is your parental responsibility to point your children and your grandchildren to the way of God, to the Word of God, to salvation in Jesus Christ, the ways of wisdom, and then to lead them along by saying, I have followed Jesus, come along with me on the well-worn, narrow path that leads to eternal life. That's what our duty is to do. Now David knew this, excuse me, Solomon knew this because this is the way David his father taught him. Look at verse 3. When I was a son to my father. Here's a testimony from Solomon about his father David. How did the wisest man in all the Bible except for the Lord Jesus Christ become so wise? Because he had a godly father who taught him. He had a godly father who taught him the truths of God. When I was a son to my father, verse 3, tender and the only son in the sight of my mother. Oh, you parents who are here, you've got tender children. You've got them at the age of tenderness. Don't let the hardness of life come before you start to instruct your children. Instruct your children in the ways of God while they're tender. While they're tender, when I was tender, the only son in the sight of my mother, notice this is father and mother doing this godly work. Then he taught me and said, let your heart hold on to my words and keep my commandments and live. This is what we are to do. We're to teach our children to acquire the right things. If you teach your children that the most important thing is acquiring popularity, is acquiring a good education, is acquiring money, is acquiring success. I've asked you before about that. What is the greatest priority you have for your children? That for them to be good and successful and then it would help if they were godly? What is your priority? Well, notice, here's the first acquisition. Boys and girls, the most important thing that you must acquire and continue to acquire in your life is right here in God's Word. You must acquire the wisdom of God. That means that you learn how to live as God would have you live. You understand wisdom. When the Bible says you're not to steal, you don't steal. That's the wisdom of God. Well, it seems like it's not fair 
that people would do things to me. Well, you learn how to forgive because that's the wisdom of God. You don't lie because that's the wisdom of God. And all of our life, every person in this room, we must continue to acquire wisdom. You're never at a point in your life where you will not need fresh wisdom from God's word to deal with the circumstances of your life. Verse five, acquire wisdom, acquire understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. From the, when, you, when your parents say things to you, you remember them. My mother going to heaven this past week reminded me and uh, I was sitting with my sister some talking about things that my mother had said. You must remember, and I'm an old man, boys and girls, you must remember the things that your godly parents teach you because what they're teaching you connects to the Word of God. And you must listen to them and understand what they are saying. Solomon never forgot these words from David. Verse 5, acquire wisdom, acquire understanding. Don't turn away from it. Don't forsake it. It will guard you. Wisdom and understanding, God's wisdom and understanding will guard you. Uh, prize her and she will exalt you, verse 8. She will honor you and embrace she will, place your, uh, she will place on your head a, a garland of grace and will present you with a crown of beauty. There's beauty. There's beauty and honor and graciousness that comes when we receive the truth of God's Word from our parents. And we remember it. And we acquire it. So you see, the path of life leads to years of life that become eternal life. Did you see it there? Verse 10, hear my son and accept my sayings. The years of your life will be many. There's nothing more glorious than to hear what your mom and dad tell you about Jesus Christ and you're saved and you come to know the Lord and you live your life on the narrow path of life and then one day eternal life is yours in heaven. That's the destination of the path of life. The way of wisdom promises many years. You know, you know what will bring you good years of life? Well, it's the things we've already been talking about, parents, that you should teach your children. Boys and girls, here are the ways of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's Proverbs 1.7. Here's the way of wisdom. Here's the way of wisdom. Avoid the enticements of sinners. Don't hang out and run with sinners. Don't think that the cool people are the sinful people. Don't do what the sinful people do. Don't adopt their values in order for, for acceptance. Run from it. Get away from it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. This is the way of wisdom. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. He'll direct your paths. Here's the way of wisdom. Treasure God's Word in your heart, as we've already talked about together. Here's the way of wisdom. Treat other people fairly. Treat other people fairly. Treat others as you would have them treat you, is what our Lord Jesus taught us. So you see, godly parents... We have our responsibility to direct and guide our children in the way of wisdom so that they can follow, step on by faith when they trust Jesus Christ as Savior. They can go through the narrow gate. Here's the way Jesus said it. The gate is small and the way is narrow. The road is narrow that leads to life. And there are few 
who find it. Boys and girls, you will never be, the crowd will never follow Jesus. Boys and girls, students, the crowd will never follow Jesus. You will always be outnumbered by the sinful crowd. You will always feel the pressure of the sinful crowd. But you must surrender to Jesus Christ and follow Him with endurance and perseverance and obedience, listening to your parents, taking their godly guidance and their advice along with the Word of God as a result of being saved. But there are very few today, I present to all of you who are here today, the vast majority of people who live on this planet are on a road leading to destruction, as the Lord called it, a wide road. There are few who find and go on the way to life. It's such a sad, sad thing. The second thing we see here is, again, another warning from godly parents. I don't know when you would ever stop warning your children. Some of you say, well, my children are doing fine. That's good. They're doing fine today, <clears throat> even your adult children. But life has a way of changing, doesn't it? So wherever they are, it's good for you to check in, those of you with grown parents, grown kids. It, it's still good to check in with your children, even if they're grown. You, you need to check in to see how they're doing in walking with God. Because we, we see here something interesting about a bypath. You know what a bypath is? When you're on the main trail, let's say we were down here at our beautiful park. And you're on the main trail, and there it is. It's got a well-worn path. <clears throat> it's got signs and direction, but all of a sudden, it looks like some, someone's made a path here off the side. It's a bypath. It's a path that goes off the main path. It's not quite clear, but it seems that it, it, it looks much more beautiful than this worn-out path. It seems like it's a little bit straighter than this other path. Seems like it's got a lot more room than this main path. And so you're distracted on, the main, on this main path to go on this bypath. You see, here we see the reality of what's along the way of the path of life. There are temptations. The evil one meets us on the path of life. And there are bypaths that lead to bad places. There are decisions that you make and there are temptations that you yield to, if you're not careful, <clears throat> that take you off of the path of life and lead you to misery and despair and discouragement. Verse 11, read this now with me, everyone. Chapter 4, verse 11, I have directed you in the way of wisdom. The godly parent says, I have led you in a straight, upright path. When you walk, your steps will not be impeded. And if you run, <clears throat> you will not stumble. That's what's on this, this well-worn path of righteousness. Take hold of instruction. Do not let, let it go. Guard her, for she is your life. But then we see it. Here's the warning. Parents, your job all of your life is to warn your children of ungodliness and wickedness. It is to warn them not to go with the wicked and not to live in ungodliness. And if they're saved, not to step off and go to the bypath of the wicked. Do not enter the path of the wicked. 
I say to you all today as your pastor, I love you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do not, do not, my Christian friend, do not enter the path of the wicked. Don't adopt the wicked's values. Don't adopt their language. Don't adopt their attitudes. Do not proceed in the way of evil men, verse 14. I appeal to all of my brothers and sisters in this church. As you're on the path of life, do not, do not proceed in the way of evil men. Don't take up the lifestyle of the wicked and the evil. Live a separated, holy, godly life. Do not, do not enter the path of the wicked. Boys and girls, when you see people acting out in sin, do not imitate them. Do not do what they do. Live like Jesus. Do not live like the devil and the wicked. Do not proceed in the way of evil men. Verse 15, avoid it. Avoid it. If you're watching things on television and if you're listening to things on the internet and you're hanging out with a crowd that's causing you to do evil and wicked things and be hurtful to other people, you must get away from them. Avoid, avoid the bypath of the wicked. Do not pass by, turn away from it and pass on. Keep on the well-worn narrow path of life. Do not be tempted to the bypath of wickedness. You see, before you were saved, you lived on the road of wickedness and godlessness. You lived a life for yourself in sin. But now you have trusted Jesus Christ. And now you walk on this new path, a path of life, a path that adds many years to your life that leads to eternal life. Notice he describes the wicked again in verse 16. They cannot sleep unless they do evil. That's what wicked people, they're thinking about doing wickedness when they wake up all day long until they go to bed at night. Satisfying their flesh. And if someone else doesn't join them in sin, attacking them, bullying them, trying to destroy other people. They cannot sleep unless they do evil. And they are robbed of sleep unless they make someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and they drink the wine of violence. So today we see from this parent the reminder of don't run again with the wrong crowd. I am amazed, as I've said before to you, how parents rely on their children to make all the decisions. That seems backwards to me. It's not the job of the children to decide right and wrong. It is the responsibility of a parent to say, this is out of bounds. We don't do this. This is what we do based on the Word of God. This is the obligation of godly parents. If you're going to truly direct your children in the way of wisdom, you do it based on the Word of God because you have put the Word of God in your life. You parents who are godly today. And you are already on the well-worn path of life. And there's nothing, there's no greater desire in your life for your children than that they join you on the narrow, well-worn way to eternal life. That's your greatest ambition. 
is that your children would be saved. That's your greatest ambition, is that they would be saved. Well, what have we learned? Godly parents on the path of life lead and guide their children <clears throat> to enter the path of life. Godly parents on the path of life warn their children to avoid the path of the wicked. Now, let's talk for a moment about the beauties of the well-worn, narrow path. It's a rutted path. It's a well-worn path. It's narrow. It's a straight path. Not everything that we experience on the narrow path seems good. <clears throat> it seems like sometimes God takes us on this narrow path through some shadowy places, through some hard times, through all kinds of fierce temptations and afflictions, this narrow, well-worn path, I want to remind you, was the trail was blazed and pioneered by the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our trailblazer. He is the one who has set the way to heaven. And this narrow path, this narrow path's destination is heaven. This narrow path's destination is heaven. Boys and girls, we live in this world so that we might be saved and tell other people how to be saved so that we might all go to the place that God has promised us, heaven. Heaven is our home. Heaven is the place where eternally we will be with God. It's a place we don't quite all understand. We have a few things in the Bible to help us. It is beyond our imagination. <clears throat> Maybe you took a trip this summer or at some time in the past and you went somewhere in the United States, it was a beautiful experience. Maybe you went on a hike. Maybe you went on a hike. You went somewhere and you, you came back and you could not wait to tell other people about the beauty you experienced uh, while you were on that uh, road or on that trip, on that journey. <clears throat> a few years ago, I, I had the opportunity to take some men from Tennessee who had never been to uh, the West, out to Colorado area, and it was in May it's a, a time where the snow is just loaded on those uh, large rocky mountains and they were absolutely amazed at what they saw. They came back. Of course, they had pictures and they told their family. There's nothing like sharing the beauty when you've been on a journey of pleasure and that's what you have when you follow Jesus, a journey of pleasure. You experience on the well-worn, the rutted, narrow path that leads to eternal life while you experience some beauties. And every parent in here, one of your greatest opportunities, it's a privilege, tell your children what it's like to be saved. Tell your children about the beauties of following God. Tell your children and your grandchildren all the special things that you have gained in walking with God and reading God's Word and praying and worshiping, all of the things that make up how God has saved you and rescued you at times in your life, how He's helped you with temptation. Talk to your children and your grandchildren about the beauties. Describe the beauties that you are experiencing on the narrow way. I, I want to outline it quickly in this way as we... We're finishing up, but just follow me through this. Look at these wonderful blessings or beauties on the path of life that uh, David described and Solomon now is describing to his children. When you walk on the path of life, it's a clear path. Notice verse 12. When you walk, your steps will not be impeded. When you walk, your steps will not be impeded. If you run, 
<clears throat> you will not stumble. It's a, it's a clear path. It's a smooth path. You see this, this uh, narrow, well-worn path is a clear path. It's, there's not anything that's, God's not going to put anything in the path that's going to trip you up so that you will do evil. God does not tempt us to do evil. The path is unimpeded. It's been cleared out. The way has been made to heaven through the glory of the Lord Jesus' life into His ascension. <clears throat> and there He is in heaven waiting for us as our great high priest king. It's a smooth path, but it's also a directed path. Verse 13, take hold of instruction. <clears throat> There's nothing sadder than to see children who reject the instruction of their parents. There's nothing more miserable than hearing a child, and I've heard it from children who've come and talked about their miserable life, and they say, I should have listened to what my mom and dad warned me about. I should have listened to what they said to me. I should have listened and not gone where I went. I should have listened and not said what I said. I should have listened and not been joined in a relationship to this particular person. I should have listened. Oh, the regret of rejecting what you've been taught by your parents, godly parents, who teach you the Word of God. Taking hold of instruction. I look at this. It's a beautiful picture to me. You're on a hike. It's always good to have a hiking stick. And you know what the hiking stick is on the narrow, well-worn way? Why? It's the instruction of God's Word given to us first from our parents. Oh, I'm a pastor here. And we have other teachers here, and we have our job to help along the way. But of first responsibility, parents have the duty of teaching their children the truth of God's Word. Instruction. I wonder, you grown people who are here in this room, are you still holding on to the instruction you have gained from those who've gone before you, those godly ones in your life, godly parents? I thank God for my godly parents. I thank God for their instruction. All the years of my life, sometimes better than others, but they always certain things they said to me have stayed in my mind. <clears throat> Guard the instruction of your parents. <clears throat> the Word of God, do not let it go. Guard it. She is your life. You want life? Then pay attention to what you've been taught. You want life or do you want misery? Which do you want? You will get what you choose. Do you want misery or do you want life? Will you listen to those who teach you and instruct you? And then there's one beautiful thing. One magnificent thing. Verse 18, I must say this before we go. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. That shines brighter and brighter until the full day. Let me see if I can describe this for you. <clears throat> you see, gospel light grows the closer you get to heaven. Gospel light gets brighter the further you walk with God. The path of life begins like dawn. Some of you got up early this morning. You know what it's like. It, it seems like the sun's never going to come up. Things are a little shadowy. It's not as clear when you first start on the path of life, when you first start walking with God. Things aren't quite as clear and distinct. There's a little light, but it's like the light of dawn. The path, this well-worn, narrow path of eternal life, 
is a path like the light of dawn, but it's light. Gospel light is light that is growing light. It grows like the dawn light moves to midday light. The beauty of that, there's a whole transition of light going on around us. It's growing light. And this growing light continues to expand until one day light is heavenly light. It's at noon. Notice the verse doesn't say the path of the righteous is like light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until finally it sets and gets dark. No. No. The light of God continues to get brighter and brighter as you walk with God on the path of life until one day you experience what is called the perfect day. Noonday, always, eternal day in heaven. There is no need of a sun. There is no need of a light source. The glory of God and the Lamb of God are the light of heaven. You are on a narrow well-worn path following Jesus with bypaths that can trick you and take you away with a tempter along the way. But as you sojourn, the light gets brighter and brighter and brighter. You know why? Because we continue to look at God's Word. We, the gospel light is growing light. It's lasting light. It's permanent light. It's life-giving light. You're in the light all the way along. This beautiful picture we have in the Old Testament of the children of Israel as they leave Egypt. What is it? They have the light of God all the time with them in the darkness of the wilderness. As we walk, are you distracted today by the darkness around you? It can be very dark, and it is very dark in the world. If you seek to live like the world, you'll find only darkness. So what do we remember today quickly as we go? Well, only godly parents on the path of life can lead their children to the path of life. Now, thank God for preachers and for the gospel because if parents aren't able to lead their children to Christ because they're not saved, praise God. And many of you in this room may be in this shape. You came to know the Lord, though you did not come from a godly family, but now you have chosen to teach your children the truths of God. Godly parents never stop warning their children to avoid the bypath of wickedness. Look, you say, all right, I've got my kids, they're doing well, but one day you'll give them a set of car keys and they'll drive a car. That'll be a big day. That'll be a big day. One day you'll say goodbye to them and they'll go either to their first job or to school. They'll no longer be there with you. They'll come to an age where they're making their own choices. You'll have to learn as a parent how to walk and trust God with that, but you must continue your task of warning, encouraging, walking with your children, checking to see, warning them not to step into the bypath of wickedness. And oh, the blessing of godly families walking together on the path of life headed for heaven. There's nothing more glorious than that. Your children may not have a lot of other things, but the joy of going together as a family and walking with God, oh, the blessedness of godly families walking together on the well-worn, narrow path that leads to life. So what do you do as a family? Well, I've got a couple of suggestions for you. Maybe you take a hike with your children or your grandchildren. Maybe you all go for a walk. And you talk about the importance of staying on the path 
in order to get to the destination. Maybe that would be important because then you can remind them, you know, there is a destination. It's either heaven or hell. The road of life is going to lead to one of two destinations. Everyone in this room who hears my voice, one day you will die, and you will die either at the end of your life, at death, it will be the destination of eternal hell, or it will be the destination of eternal life. And all the joys and glories of eternal life, or the sadness and eternal agony of eternal death. So you talk about the fact that life has a beginning and life has an ending. A pike starts on the well-worn path and then it has an ending point. It has a destination. Maybe you need to take your children out and remind them, and you could do it. You live in an area where it's easier to do this than some in some city areas. Go out and take them out in the, in the dark. And maybe when you're camping sometimes, just turn off all the lights and remind them of how dark darkness really is. Oh, the darkness of darkness, the darkness of darkness, the terrifying feeling of dark, dark darkness. You don't know what's around you. You don't know where you are. You don't know how to find your way. That's what it's like, boys and girls, when you don't know Jesus Christ. You don't know where to go. You don't know what's around you. You fall over all kinds of things. As we read in verse 19, the way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. So maybe today, maybe today, you need to find and enter through the narrow gate that leads to the well-worn, narrow path of eternal life. You know how you do that? You follow Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You repent of your sins and you trust Him and you start on a new journey. Look, if you're on the old path that you thought was going to be parties and pleasure, it's not working out too well, is it? Filled with misery. You may party for a while, but there will be pain far longer on that path than there is when you come to know Jesus Christ. The joy and the glory and beauty of walking with God cannot compare to the passing pleasure of sin. You must come to know Jesus Christ. You must walk on the path of life. I have directed you in the way of wisdom and I have led you in the upright paths. When you walk, your steps will not be impeded and if you run, you will not stumble.